Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Pointless 64 podcast, the very first, uh, the inaugural, very first episode, very first season of the Pointless 64 podcast, where we sit down and break down 64 of something. It could be anything, usually pop culture related, and uh, we have them all. We throw all 64 topics or contestants into a NCAA style pool and have them all match up and decide who is the best of whatever topic we're doing. So for this first season, I thought it'd be fun. We're going to do MLB mascots. That's right. Major League Baseball mas- mascots. We're talking the Philly Fanatic. We're talking Mr. Met. We're talking Slider. We're talking Slugger. We're talking Ace. We're talking all of your favorite mascots have been thrown in to uh, these brackets here. So before I get into the granular nonsense of stuff, I'd like to introduce my panelists for this season. So each season I'm going to have two new panelists. Um, I will be the host of it. Um, but for this season, I brought on some good sports fans, great baseball fans. Uh, the first one I want to introduce is uh, my friend, Jason Kelly, Jason Kelly. We both went, uh, we're both alumni from the university of Tampa. He's the co-host of static rift radio and also the co-host of the Red Sox podcast, Benny and the bets. So Jason, Welcome to the podcast. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. Uh, thanks for having me on. This is yeah. It's it's cool. been a while, and I'm so happy to have you and your baseball knowledge on this show here. So no, definitely. Yeah, I've never done something like this before, so <laughs> I love the uh, concept. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, this this has been a concept I've had for a while, and I've been trying to get good people, uh, passionate people involved here. So, but before we get into it, do you want to plug any of your shows or talk about? Uh, uh, what you do before we get into it? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll mention it real quick. Um, sure. So you mentioned, you know, Static Rift Radio. There, we uh, we're a Twitch channel. We we do some some gaming on Twitch twice a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays, um, as part of the Go Network. And uh, the Red Sox, uh, the Benny and the Bets podcast, is one that I sort of just signed on to this season. Uh, we do two shows a week for that as well. Uh, I'm I'm on the Sunday night show, so we basically just recap. You know what's going on with the Red Sox. We recap the series that they just played, um, and we just, you know, this year we spend a lot of time dumping on them. But you know, well, yeah. <laughs> hopefully in the future we can uh, have some more positive vibes going for them. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. So well, great. Well, well, thank you for coming aboard here, Jason. And uh, my other panelist will be uh, somebody you may have heard with me podcast before, Chris Lavalley. He is the proprietor and founder of the Sideline Network host of Lavalley Sports Talk, co-host of Richard and Lala. And of course, he co-hosts this little show that uh, stars me alongside of him called Spaceball. Chris, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm good, buddy. Thank you so much for having me. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. So anything you want to talk about uh, uh, going on sideline network wise? What's happening? I mean, you you pretty much hit the nail on the head with everything. Uh, the sideline network is really just a network of uh, a bunch of uh, including myself and my friends. Uh, we, we have a few podcasts on there. You already named three of them. There's also uh, Richo's Rant and Drinks with Dan. And it's just a whole bunch of people who have different ideas on different topics. And it's a lot of fun. Hopefully everybody will uh, will check it out. Well, great. Well, it's uh, I'm happy to have you on for this inaugural season and both of you on for this. This is going to be uh, a lot of fun. So 
Um, I'm going to chat a little bit here, bore everybody with the audience about how we did this. So uh, as of now, you guys have access to the bracket. My audience has access to the bracket. They can take a look at it. They can fill it out. Now, I encourage you to fill it out before <laughs> before you listen to anything. So if you haven't filled it out, uh, do so so you can play along with us. So um, let me just explain how I set this up. So you all don't think I'm like trying to put Wally the Green Monster and favor him because I'm a Red Sox fan, you know. So what I did was uh, we have four – what are they called? Conferences? Divisions? Is that what they're called? What do they call them in the NCAA? Conferences. Conferences? Yeah, conferences. Okay. So the simplest way to go was to go American League East, National League East, American League West, and National League West. Um, and the way we – for the teams that they represented. So, of course, Mr. Met, he represents the Mets – He'll go in the NL East. Um, there were some teams that uh, were in the Central. So if you're like, why is, you know, Fred Bird from <laughs> the Cardinals in the East? Well, that's because they formerly were in the National League East. Uh, the Brewers for this bracket uh, have been thrown to the West. They have been in both the East and the West. Um, so that's how they were all uh, organized that way. Now, when I found all these mascots, there were about 70-ish mascots that I could find, especially on Wikipedia and whatnot. Um, from there, I took all the active mascots. So if your mascot is active, that mascot's in. So uh, Philly Finnick automatically in. They get the higher seedings. They get the ones through the sixes or whatever. If your mascot was retired, like, say, Bonnie Brewer here, she uh, is retired, she gets a lower seeding. And uh, they were prioritized based off of what division needed to be filled. You know, so some divisions had a higher, lot more uh, active mascots. I think the NL West was one of them and some of them didn't. So that's how they were organized there. Is that clear? Did I explain that any terribly? I sounded like a total nerd weirdo there. I don't know. <laughs> no, it makes sense. Yeah, okay. I think that makes sense. Great. So um, the way these episodes are going to work is that we're going to go through each um, – we're not going to go division by division. We're just going to go by each matchup. So it looks like it's going to be six episodes for each season. We're going to do 64, 32, 16, 8, 4, and 2. Um, but this episode's special because it's the first one, and I thought we could go into it with sort of a quote-unquote pre-show. I wanted to throw it out to you guys. Let's uh, start with you, Jason. When you looked at this uh, insane bracket that I sent you, what uh, pops out at you? Uh, what are you thinking uh, going into it? So the first thing I realized is that uh, as big as uh, as big of a baseball fan as I am, there are so many mascots that I had never heard of, or <laughs> or at least I had seen them and I didn't really know what their full name was, um, or you know what they used to be called. Um, there's some heavy hitters on here, and there's a couple of you know uh, high you know lower seeds too that I think could really spoil a lot of fun. I mean, I look at, you know, like the AL East, Mr. Oriole as a 16 seed. That's like one of the most dangerous 16 seeds I think you Ooh. could have in this. Um, but yeah, it's, it's cool. It, it's cool just to see like <clears throat> not only current mascots, but some of the ones that came before them and, you know, the design changes that teams might've made and name changes they might've made. And, um, it's cool. It's, it's really set up very nicely. And, uh, I think there's there's definitely a lot more dark horses than you would imagine. You know, it's being a higher seed just because you've been around longer doesn't necessarily mean you're secure to keep going in this. Any uh, any particular dark horses besides Mr. Oriole that you uh, you don't have to spoil anything, but what do you, that viewers mm -hmm. should keep their eye on? What do you think? 
The other one that's uh, sort of lower than a 10 seed that I like is the D-backs Luchador. Okay. But, yeah, that was another one that I thought was a pretty strong lower seed out there in the NL West. Um, yes. So it's, yeah, that there's and there's some that are hovering around like eight or nine. Um, the racing presidents, I believe, are, are a nine seed. And they're, you know. Yes. That that seems pretty low for them. I, I was surprised at that. So, yeah, there's a few up there that uh, that can definitely make some noise. Yeah, I mean, you got the I mean, I think by just virtue of the new Nationals are the newest team, right? So yeah. that doesn't help them. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Well, Valley, what do what do you have going on to as you look into uh this bracket? Well, I mean, first off, I have to I have to to second with the uh the fact that as much of a baseball fan as I am as well, that I didn't know half of these mascots. Like I had to <laughs> I had to do some serious research and I learned that the Yankees had a mascot, um, which I had no idea of prior to it. And my God, was that rough to read about? So, uh, so for context real quick, Jason, and for our listeners last week on Spaceball, when we, uh, when we were talking, uh, before me and LaValle talked before the show and I said, Hey man, so you saw the bracket I sent you. And he's like, yeah. And I go, Hey, did you see Dandy, the Yankees mascot and his face just, the <laughs> valley's face just froze because he's just like I, I, what <laughs> so oh, i don't think you have high hopes for dandy do you uh no yeah, <laughs> no I, I, not to spoil anything but no uh not not at all um but i do agree that there are definitely a few a few mascots um that have lower seeds that could certainly be upsets at least in my opinion anyway so you know we'll see what happens uh, anybody in particular that Jason didn't mention, or you want to second anything that uh, I um I'm actually I, I really like Larry, the uh, the 11 seed in the AL East. I like Larry too, dude. That's uh that's that's one that I think uh, is going to go a lot farther. I th- in my opinion than than maybe a lot of people may think. Yeah, I thought that Larry story tugs at the heartstrings big time in that one. So. <laughs> yep. <laughs> right you saw larry too jason right Going i did there. yeah oh, yeah larry's god. a strong one yeah oh my god big time all right well let me see because i'm going through it and i think the other thing that i can throw out there is that the reds have nine thousand mascots as do the brewers for some reason <laughs> because you noticed so uh not really sure what that's about but they uh they have a ton of them that i noticed going into it um so what do you say? Let's do uh, let's do 64 of them. Let's uh, get into it here. Uh, let's start with something that Jason actually mentioned in his little uh, precap here. We'll start with the ALE. So the first matchup we have is the Oriole Bird, weirdly enough, going against Mr. Oriole. Now, we'll throw it to you, Jason, because you, uh, you started with this. You like Mr. Oriole, who was sort of a precursor for the Oriole Bird. What's happening? Yeah, I do. Um, and it's weird because it, there's not much difference between them, really. No. Um, it's, you know, similar design and, you know, all that. Um, but I like Mr. Oriole. I like the antics that, that he's gotten into uh, on the field at times. You know, trying to – I think there was one uh, one game where he tried to arrest one of the security guards. <laughs> that, was, that was, you know, watching over the crowd or something. So, um, you know, he's he's cool. He, he's just a – he's a fun dude. And uh, – He's he's got a great you know cool design to him. I, I think that that's that's why they sort of held on to that. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just remind he's sort of like an OG to me. You know I think that's part of it too. It's like he's just it's one of the original concept original designs, and I think it's held up over time. Yeah, it doesn't really change all that much going into 
the Oriole bird. Now the Oriole bird though, there's five mascots on here that have hit the hall of fame and the Oriole bird has hit the hall of fame. And I think that gives them tons of points going into it. Uh, what do you think Lavallee? What's happening? You guys could jump yeah, in whenever I mean, you I, want, by the way. <laughs> okay, I don't well, care. I mean, I 100% agree that um, that being in the Hall of Fame kind of does push you in the, in the direction of, of kind of leading anybody in the Hall of Fame. You're automatically um, leaning in, in that direction to begin with. Um, but I do agree that the design really isn't all that much different. I mean, he Not looks really. maybe a little bit more modern than the original, but... Um, you know, I, I honestly don't think you can go wrong either way. I, truly, I, I think this is one of those that is is much tougher than I think most people would think. Like a 116 seed is is kind of like oh well, easily you're going to go with the number one pick. But on this particular matchup, I think that it you need to take a little bit more time and and do a little deeper dive into both of them. Well, yeah, because uh, I was honestly not even predicting this until Jason brought up some points during the uh, the the preview part here. Um, cause I'm still lean, I'll, I'll straight up say this. I'm still leaning towards the Oriole bird. Um, but the, or- it just sucks. Cause it's like the Oriole bird has such a, it's, it's a lame name really, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, Mr. Oriole is a much better name for sure. But then that's that hall of fame thing, you know, and he's been around for, gee, I'm going to throw it up on my, uh, thing here. He's been around for. Like a long time, the Oriole bird. It's been around. He's been around since uh, 1979. 1979. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. That's a long time. You know, that's a long time. Oh, did this close on me already? We can't have that. Um. <sighs> so where are you leaning, Jason? Because I feel like you are. You're a Mr. Oriole guy. I'm going. Yeah. I'm going the Oriole bird. I think I. It's just. I have to do that. Do you want to throw anything else there? Because Lavallee might have to be a deciding vote already in the in the first round, <laughs> the first one, so we can see if we're who's going to be friendly with each other in the immediate. Yeah, I here. yeah, I think I'm sticking with uh, Mr. Oriole for the upset. Wow. Um, yeah, I just I, I think that he's the the better original concept. I think what they basically did was just take Mr. Oriole and rehatch a whole new one and call him the Oriole Bird. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. To me, he's got staying power. He does. But one's in the Hall of Fame and one they let out to die. And they said, we'll wow. take your little yeah. brother. So it's 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 really hard for me to – I don't know. I just don't – see because one, one is – and one had more of like cartoon like um, history, Mr. Oriole. So LaValle, what are you thinking here? You want to hear more arguments? What are you thinking? Uh, no, I don't, I don't need to hear more arguments. I'm uh... – See, this is tough because I'm a guest yeah. on your podcast, so I feel a little <laughs> like I have to lean towards you. But at the same time, I want to be friendly with with you know our, yeah, you our panelists just, in general. So man. I mean, like it's yeah, it's difficult. I'm, the only reason why I think I'm gonna go. Mm, I mean, you know. See, this fair. is tough. This, yeah. this really is tough. But I I'm gonna have to go with on my bracket. I have I have the Oriole bird over Mr. Oriole. Um. And mainly that's just because of the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Truly. I mean, yeah. it, it's the the lame is name. I mean, wow. The name is lame. So <laughs> yeah. I can't speak. Say that uh, three times fast. Right? So, I mean, I, I do think that, that the name sucks and that does hurt it. But the fact that it is in the Hall of Fame, I, I just think, as I had said earlier, I just think that outweighs everything else. How you feeling, Jason? Looks like uh, your boy's going down. 
Yeah, yeah, and and that's fair. I mean, the Hall of Fame thing is uh, that's a major, you know, major feather in his cap. So I understand. That. Yeah, <laughs> well said. That makes sense. <laughs> All right, uh, you see my screen share. See, I love how this. So, uh, so, anyways, I download this bracket from some website here, and they do this, which is really neat. I love that. Look at that. See, it just kind of. <laughs> you guys can yeah, see that, pretty right? Pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's clean. It's clean, right? One of them wasn't working, so I had to like re-download it last night, but. Okay, Oriole Bird advances on, beats Mr. Oriole here, but it was a much interesting conversation than I thought it was going to be. Okay, so the next one is uh, something I'm I'm not a fan of either of these mascots. We've got DJ Kitty from the Tampa Bay Rays versus Tessie, uh, which is Wally the Green Monster's little sister from the Boston Red Sox. Um, Jason, you're a Red Sox fan like I am. By the way, yeah, I'm a Red Sox fan. Jason's a Red Sox fan. Uh, LaValle's a Yankee fan. Uh, Jason... um, what do you like it in this uh, bracket here? What's what are you feeling? Uh, as much as it pains me to say, I'm I've never been a Tessie guy. I, I've never liked the idea that the Red Sox are trying to add to Wally's family and yeah. you know, like it's just kind of creepy to me. I don't know. Like yeah, they are kind of so weird. Yeah, it's just weird. Yeah, it, so there's nothing all that special about DJ Kitty except at least it goes out there and you know spins some tables and yeah. actually does something. It's, that's sort of unique. I don't know what having a DJ cat has anything to do with Tampa Bay Rays baseball, no. but but that that whole franchise does weird things. They've got the guys with the cowbells. That makes no sense either. No. Um, so they just kind of throw stuff at the wall and, you know, they, they just hope that it sticks. And I don't know. DJ Kitties at least, you know, designs pretty cool. It's just a cat in a Rays uniform with the, the backwards hat. But yeah, it's it's a cool, interesting, sort of unique concept, and you know, Tessie's just I don't know. They picked a Dropkick Murphy song, and they're like, okay, let's add a Wally family member named after that. Like, nah, it's we're we're good. I think DJ Kitty is is my choice. You like DJ? I I, do. I don't like either of these, but I hate the cringeworthy DJ more. Um, Bella Valley, I'm I. We're, we're putting these all in the valley, you know, like, like what, do you, what do you have feeling going into this bracket? And by the way, we can always interrupt and whatever with each other if you guys hate each other. And this is, you know, we can we can we can be as MSNBC Brady Bunch bracket, you know, put everybody on there and have them yell at each other. That's uh, totally fine. So <laughs> I never I didn't even know who the hell Tessie was. Um, and okay, obviously yeah, the, some, some of that some of that. Um, ignorance is because I am a Yankee fan, so I don't really pay attention to what the Red Sox do all the time at Fenway Park. Um, but as soon as I saw like the backstory of Tessie, I immediately just was like DJ Kitty wins automatically. Wow. Just I just I didn't it. I, I don't know. I just thought it was kind of a weak, a weak move. Um, and plus, I think if we're going just uh, as mascots go, I just think DJ Kitty looks cooler than Tessie, even though it. it the concept of a DJ Kitty makes no sense for the Tampa Bay Rays, so I do agree with that. I just, for me, I would, I would just pick DJ Kitty. Now, the thing that holds me back on DJ Kitty is the cringeworthy. So, Jason might attest to this because we've lived in Florida for some time, and the Rays will pull out any stop imaginable to get people into the seats. And it's it's almost like I put my palm against my forehead and go, what is this? And then when DJ Kitty came around, I'm like, that was one of those moments because <laughs> because it was based off of this thing they had on a scoreboard. And they just like they took like a 
what is it from DJ Hero that video game? They took that and then they put this cat behind it and then it just became this thing on the scoreboard. And they said, you know what? Let's make it a mascot. Um, it's cute and Tessie is not cute. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but I, I just look at that and I go, internet meme awful. And Tessie makes more sense because when I look at Tessie, I'm like, this makes sense for the Red Sox because you have the song that's been going on since, what, the 20s, Jason? Something like that. And they kept reiterating it with the Dropkick Murphys, right? Yeah, it's been around for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And I just feel like if there's something that represents the team a little more, that obviously goes to Tessie. And I mean, we can't argue that, right? So I don't know. Am I convincing anybody here? So. Hmm. I mean, Tessie definitely, I think, has the better backstory because at least Tessie has a backstory. Yeah, she does. Because you're right about DJ Kitty. It was just, okay, here's a cool little meme and, you know, fans love it. So, okay, here you go. Here's another mascot. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't know. I just the whole Tessie thing, I still think it was just kind of a, you know, a cheap ploy by the Red Sox. So I just can't really get past that. What do you think, LaValle's Tessie? uh, Anything? Change your mind on DJ? I think. I think that you have two teams that made cheap ploys, and I guess it's just trying to figure out which one did a better job of appealing to their fans. Uh, okay, yeah. And I would say I think DJ Kitty wins out on that end. Yeah, if, you're if probably we're right. Just gonna look at it objectively. Yeah, you're probably right. Okay. <laughs> All right, we'll move DJ Kitty on. I can't. It's hard. But I will say the Tessie backstory because she lived in a. For those who don't know, and I, I think Jason saw the video where. Uh, Tessie lived at JetBlue Park, which is the Red Sox spring training, and then Wally went to visit her, and then Tessie was a stowaway on a plane, and then they uh, moved up here. So that's the big backstory of Tessie. So DJ Kitty moves on in that round there. Okay, so we got some other ones here. We've got, uh, I believe, we got Raymond from the Tampa Bay Rays, and I believe Diamond is the... That's the um that's the female companion for the Blue Jays, right? Am I right on that, Jason? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's the female Blue Jay. Okay, that was short lived here. Uh, mm-hmm. since I've started with you, Jason, why don't we go to La Valley? What are you thinking here? Oh, I'm just thinking. I, I just thought Raymond wins out. Um, I I like his look. I mean, again, yep. I I mean, I I get the the fact again. I don't really know what he what he has to do with uh the Rays necessarily well, he's a sea dog so they he's, wanted to bring in okay. yeah well, they wanted to bring in he, I guess they found him <laughs> this is all like fake stuff but they found him in the fake lore yeah yeah so I mean I'm just I'm gonna go with Raymond I'm it's pretty I'm not really into the whole like companion thing like when teams just randomly kind of like with the with the thing that we just talked about in the, in the past um bracket with with tessie so i mean i'm i normally lean towards like originality so i mean i'll go with raymond is it pretty easy raymond here jason because i don't oh i yeah no i i think it definitely is um i mean at least yeah raymond wins just on originality uh he's still around i guess the sea dog thing kind of makes sense too it it certainly makes more sense than dj kitty so we're gonna gonna advance dj kitty for you know just being cool then i think raymond should advance for at least being an original concept yeah diamond yeah diamond was basically there for a short-lived thing to be i think a companion of ace who we'll talk about but uh i'm going diamond we don't need much conversation on that one here Mm -hmm. 
Okay, so the big rivalry happened here. We got a, a mascot for the Red Sox versus a short-lived mascot for the Yankees. Uh, Wally the Green mascot, what, introduced in, what, 1997? And Dandy, this objectively hideous blue-and-white mascot for the Yankees. Uh, LaValle, anything on Dandy before we obviously put Wally ab- above Dandy? <laughs> I would prefer if we just move on with our laps. <laughs> just, just put Wally in and let's just let's just move on. <laughs> I honestly think the Yankees should have to give up some of their championships for that freaking mascot because that mascot is the dumbest thing I have ever read about in my life. The mustache, and then it was based off who was it? It was based off of who? The Thurman Munson was what they yes what I read yeah. <laughs> And he died that year and they premiered him and it's like, oh, my God. Yeah, no, that was um, that's a very, very low um, dark dark time for for the Yankees franchise. I like how Steinbrenner and like a few others like refuse to even acknowledge Dandy. So, well, they should not. (laughs) Can't say I blame them. (laughs) Yeah. Wally's moving on here. I don't think he can go crazy here. Uh, I gotta say, I, th- I think that matchup is probably like the biggest layup out of the entire bracket. Just, <laughs> yeah, off. Yeah. I don't know. Well, we might have some more here, but uh, I don't know what that was. Okay, uh, LaValle, you and I uh, might see eye to eye on this, and I think Jason might too. So we have Ace from the Toronto Blue Jays, who replaced BJ Birdie in I think the 90s-ish or something like that. And uh, we have Larry who was from the Cleveland Indians at the time they were called the Cleveland Naps. And like you, Lala, during your, during your talk here, Larry pulls at the heartstrings like no other reading about Larry brought such a joy to my face here. Um, where do you stand Jason on this matchup here? Cause Ace is not a bad mascot. Ace is a solid blue Jay mascot, you know? Yeah, that's really the tough part. Ace is a very solid mascot um, and, you know, has, has still stuck around. And the Blue mm-hmm. Jays are, you know, an important team. So it, it makes sense for them to have a strong mascot. And I think Ace's design and everything is is right up there. But, yeah, the, the Larry backstory is, is hard to ignore. And that's, uh, man, he's, you know, it, I, I don't know how you can't just, like, read that and not want to put him through, even though, again, Ace probably deserves to go through. But yeah. I just think Larry's backstory is, is what really carries him. And I, I have no problem with Larry going forward because of that. Yeah. Let's um, do you guys see the pictures of Larry uh, in the, in you guys see some of the pictures of them during your research? You guys yeah. Them? Yeah. They, uh, yeah. Somebody had tweeted out an old school picture of it. Yeah. Yeah. I look at that dog and I'm like, yeah, how can I say no to that face? Jeez. <laughs> um, but Jason, you make a good point because, uh, Ace came around after BJ Birdie, and I think there was some personification of Jim Carrey, which I like. He's very, he's probably one of the most athletic mascots we have in this entire bracket who can do backflips and all this other stuff and get on dugout. And he's very, he's very limber. He's not one of those fat mascots that, you know, throws the boiler around. But uh, mm-hmm. for our audience here that might want to look, uh, listen to this, Larry was um, this dog that basically was one in a. Um, it was like a bet, right, for a player, right? One of the players won it in a bet. And correct me if I'm wrong. F- feel free to jump in if I'm wrong here. I 
been up until one in the morning over the past two weeks going through all this stuff. So <laughs> Larry was uh, one in a bet, brought to uh, the – well, the Naps, which were the Indians, uh, brought to that thing. They adopted him as the mascot. The player gets hurt, bonds with Larry in the dugout. Then during the offseason, teaches Larry a bunch of tricks, and then the next season, Larry comes back and is playing like leapfrog with the the players, posing with them in the team picture, and was around for almost 10 years, and I think he died a year or two before uh, they became the Cleveland Indians and won the World Series. And I'm sitting here reading this story going, this is just one of those movies that uh, you see a trailer for, and you go, oh, well, the dog dies in the end here, and like I'm going to go cry at this movie. Uh, I'm feeling Larry, Chris, what did you, uh, anything to add on this one? Cause I think I know where you're leaning, but, uh, oh, yeah, no, I'm a hundred percent, hundred percent Larry. Yeah. So how weird is it? Cause so Jason, Chris's dog's named Ace. Oh, <laughs> isn't that weird? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so what do you want to throw out Larry? Cause you, you had, you had a few thoughts on him before we put him through here. Cause I don't know how long Larry's going to last, but he's going to do well, I think. So, yeah, no, I mean, I think I think just the sentimental. I mean, I know it, it's tough when you do brackets and stuff like that. Like you, you, you're you supposed to be objective. You're not supposed to let, you know, sentimental stories and stuff like that really sway you. But I, I just think that the the backstory with Larry is just so powerful. It's kind of hard mm-hmm. to ignore it. Larry's moving. I'm sorry. Ace is solid. Ace really is solid. I just wanted to say that Larry moves on. OK, pause. And the baseball bug. I'm going to have to pull these up here to take a look at them here for a second here to jog my memory. Okay. Pause from the Detroit Tigers. Oh, boy. Hold on a second here. Let me see what we can get going here. Uh, Anybody can talk about this one. Pause and the baseball bugs. Let's talk about pause here for a second. Okay. He's just the tiger for the mascot for the Detroit Tigers. Right. He's just a tiger. Yeah, he's pretty basic. Okay. And then the baseball bug. There's an article or there is a – there's a blog that I had pulled up where it said the baseball bug, also known as the worst Indian mascot of all time, oh my is somehow God. Yeah, alive and well in Manhattan. Oh, and my it, God. And it was just I was reading the article. So that, there are some people who are not fans of the baseball bug. I remember why I didn't spend much time in this, because I took one look at the baseball bug. Like, look at this. <laughs> oh, what, it's, what yeah. is this? it's hideous. Yeah, this is this is awful. This is awful. Yeah. What? the hell is this yeah, it's just this fat for for people listening in the, the baseball bug is for the indians and he's he's this weird thing with this phallic looking nose oh my okay well any argument here that pause just gets in easy <laughs> i mean pause oh, gets no. in easy but i just want to say he still looks better than dandy you you the think the baseball bug? bug looks better than dandy Dan, I hate Dandy that much, yes. <laughs> what do you think, Jason, if the, in this Oof. hyper, in this uh, hypothetical know. one? Yeah, I don't know. They're, they're both pretty heinous. Uh, but I, I would still, th- I think Dandy looks like a tinge better. The baseball bug is just <laughs> yeah. the weirdest thing I've ever seen. It's it's awful. Yeah, at least the ba- at least the Dandy doesn't have a freaking uh, phallic nose that he's going <laughs> to rub on you. Dandy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going pause here. Okay, so we got two Blue Jays mascots going in here. We've got Junior, who is sort of like Ace's little brother, versus BJ Birdie, who was before Ace on the Toronto Blue Jays. And I know where I'm leaning. Uh, Jason, let's throw it at you. What are you thinking at this matchup? 
Yeah, I again, I think I'm going to go with uh, BJ Birdie yeah. just because it was the original, and I'm with, uh, you know, I, I'm not a fan of these expanding the families and, and giving, you know, giving mascots, like, kids or companions or anything. <laughs> like, it just it's weird. I, I just, you don't need to do it. So, yeah, BJ Birdie was the OG. I think BJ Birdie had a cool look, too. Like, I, yeah. I think the design was was okay. So, yeah, I'm going BJ Birdie for sure. How do you feel, Lavalley? I 100% agree. Me what too. He said. Absolutely. Now, uh, I'm going BJ Birdie here. It's pretty easy for me. Uh, I like BJ. BJ Birdie also got thrown out of a game. That's really cool. Okay. Like, did you see <laughs> that story on that? Yeah. I, I actually BJ, didn't, no. So, BJ Birdie was owned by the person who did the mascot, was not owned by the team. And then they, he was kind of getting into trouble a lot. So one of them was that he argued a call that was a, that would have, that benefited the blue Jays got the crowd riled up. And then the umpire threw the, the mascot. <laughs> over that alone, I'm like, Oh wow. BJ birdie. It is. <clears throat> All right. Sorry, junior. You're too. You must be this tall to advance forward. Okay. So next we have a Red Sox mascot. And I believe this is from the Cleveland Indians slider yeah. here. And I think, yeah, okay, here's slider. Um, slider for the Cleveland Indians. He is also in the mascot Hall of Fame. And then we're going against lefty and righty, the two uh, literal socks that represent the Red Sox on occasion. Or um, Jason, do you care for these socks? I do not care for these socks. Um, again, this is just a tacky, you know, sort of uh, cheap ploy by the Red Sox. Like, oh, you know, let's make the actual socks into mascots. And one of them will be a lefty, the other righty. Like, no, it's it's dumb. Slider's been around longer. It's, you know, Slider's in the Hall of Fame. I still don't really know what Slider is supposed to be. It's, um, yeah, me it, neither. It seems ripoffish of the fanatic, and I'm just yeah. It seems like a major ripoff of the the fanatic, but at least it's got more merit than lefty and righty. So mm-hmm. yeah. Lavalley. Uh... Hey, no, I mean I think you guys are the definitive Red Sox fans. So I mean if if you guys have no uh, if you What's have the... no use for lefty and righty, I I see no use for lefty or righty either. Yeah. I also think slider it just it's just a better mascot. So. Yeah, listen, we we were hard on Dandy. If you want to go hard, you know, on the socks here, you totally can because we're not. No, gonna... it's totally okay. I welcome <laughs> anyone bashing Dandy. That's fine. <laughs> well, let's see. Let's uh, leave lefty and writer. We'll say they got lost in the laundry, and then we'll put uh, slider ahead, the Hall of Famer for sure. And I'm gonna hit send there. I don't even like slider all that much, but I really don't care for lefty and righty. Okay, so those are our advancements for the AL East. Let's head on to the AL West here. Um, oh, so this is a weird one. So the, some of these, some of these I like did a little bit of research on because there was only so much. But we got the Mariner Moose versus uh, versus Scoop and Clutch here from the Anaheim Angels. Here they are. Does anybody have any memories of these two bears for some reason? No, and the the weirdest thing was when I first Googled them and I saw like I think it's like the second Google image when you when you look at them. Yeah. Um and I, I think it's scoop is the darker colored bear or whatever. It looks like one of the things from Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah, like it's just that that creeps me out too much. So yeah, I, I don't even remember these guys. Um nope. so yeah, not not strong at all. 
Yeah, I'm 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 with Mariner Moose on this one. I didn't again. If I have no idea who you are, I'm I'm just not really gonna lean towards you to begin with. Um, and I I've never seen them before, so I I also never went out to see an Anaheim Angels game either in my life. So I mean, I yeah. I, I guess I can't speak too you know too highly, but um, yeah, I, I had no idea who they were, and they just kind of look weird. Yeah, they're just there. Mariner Moose goes in there. He's the number one seed in this bracket here. So here's a weird one. I think these are both retired. Um, let me pull this up for everybody to see here. We got Ribby and Rhubarb. Um, here we go. Okay, so yeah. this is the anteater in whatever the hell this thing is for the Chicago White Sox. Ribby and Rhubarb versus Charlie O. It was a very interesting story, if I can remember Charlie O. Yes, Charlie O represented both the athletics and the uh, – yeah, well, basically the Kansas City athletics and when they moved to Oakland, they became the Oakland athletics as we know now. Um, and uh, what is he? He was a mule. He was yeah, a little a mule. mule. Does anybody care about Ribby and Rhubar, these uh, – whatever the, these things? Look at this. What I mean, it? I went with Charlie O just because of the backstory. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Like, I, the name and – yeah, I like that Charlie O is actually a, a real animal um, and, you know, he's named after the owner of the team. So, OK, that makes sense. Um, Ribby and Rhubarb, like, it, I don't know, why 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 do the White Sox have an anteater as a mascot? Like, that doesn't that just doesn't make what any is, sense. What? It's it's I don't like this phallic nose thing. That's no, yeah. <laughs> That, that image alone, like, just the way the other one's, like, holding it, too, I was like, no, 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 no. We're good. And he uses it. Mm. I think that's Ribby. I don't know. He uses it. Like, I've seen it in commercials, and he'll, like, hold it out. I'm like, this is – no, no, thank you. Mm-mm. You know? Um, all right. Charlie O moves on. That's a, It is an interesting story. So we, you know, maybe we'll get into further debate as this bracket goes on. But Charlie O is a really interesting story. Um, so he moves on. Okay. So here it is. The Astros have a lot of mascots here. We all know who Orbit is. Yes. Um, Orbit's really interesting. And uh, Chester Charge here. Uh, let me see. Can I get an image of Chester Charge? This this is Chester Charge of the Astros. It's, it's funny looking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like it, he he rode like a little like I don't know, yeah, this, that, like a horse miniature thing. horse kind of thing yeah, right yeah. here you see yeah um oh boy I don't know how I don't know how he beats Orbit but <laughs> why so when I was reading on some certain blogs and stuff like that about you know the, the top mascots of all time just trying to see what people say Orbit is ranked unbelievably high why I love Orbit okay well can you tell me what's like, what's the big appeal about Orbit? Because I just didn't get it reading about him. So, in my opinion, first of all, modern Orbit is pretty funny. Like, he hit the scene and, you know, he toys with other players. And, I mean, it's a little weird now talking about the Astros. But remember his goofy thing with Aaron Judge? And then he had a spat with Chris Archer uh, over recent years. And what's interesting about Orbit is, like, Orbit was – put aside when the Astros had Junction Jack and then fans wanted him back. And then he got brought back. So if you watch his video, I watched his video about where they discovered him. It was pretty cool. And I think he actually killed. 
did he killed one of the uh, other mascots? I believe he actually killed. Did he kill Chester? No, he killed General Emission. Is that right? He killed one of the other mascots. He like laser beamed him. Yeah, whatever. Oh. So. Wow. Yeah, so it, it, it's kind of cool to see a mascot come back and come back big. And I like Orbit. I don't know. What do you think, Jason? I mean, that's especially his recent antics are really pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like Orbit too. I much better design, and and I like the way that he messes with uh, with rival players. I think he has a thing going with Mike Trout as well. Oh, he uh, he's what's done, he got mess- yeah. He yeah. he's I guess it started out like it was um, Trout was on the field for BP or something. He stuck a uh, note on his back that says I love the Astros, and oh, Trout yeah. didn't know <laughs> Trout didn't know about it for a while, and yeah, it was. So it's it's cool. Like it's cool to have a mascot that you know, messes with your rival players and stuff. So, uh, yeah, I think Orbit's pretty cool. Right, but it, I think we're all in agreement Orbit moves on from Chester Charge here pretty pretty easily here. Uh, right? No oppositions here? No, yeah. no. Not at all. So what's funny about this bracket is that we get teams that go after each other like we did here, and we have the TC Bear for the Twin Cities and Twinkie the Loon. Anybody see Twinkie the Loon? Look at this. Look at it this. is uh, it's a this, sight. This, <laughs> it is. I, this mascot looks like I can't say anything without really being mean and inoffensive. Mm-hmm. This is. It looks like a you know like one of the uh, designs that was thrown out when they were trying to pick the uh, mascot for like Fruit Loops. You know, instead of <laughs> and they came up with Toucan Sam, but like this is one of their original ideas and they just scrapped it. Well, like, worse, it's, it's like it's if they bad. took Toucan Sam and then beat it over the head with a bat four times. And then... I say, it, it looks like the uh, San Diego Chickens, uh, like, cousin twice removed type deal. And the name, awful. And then here, here here's the modern mascot. That's normal. No, uh, I, mean, I, I think TC Bear is one of, like, the best mascots going, just in general. Like oh, really? Okay, you're oh, high yeah. on TC Bear. I do. I like TC Bear. Okay. Well, this is obvious. So we'll move uh, mm-hmm. move TC Bear onward here. I'm I'm uh, I'm marking my bracket as as I go just to see how I'm doing. Yeah. Um. Okay. So the next one is Rangers captain, which is uh, from the Texas Rangers, of course. Basically, a guy in a horse head versus Trunk, which is basically the per- precursor to Stomper from the Oakland A's. Um. There isn't much. On Trunk, because he's pretty short-lived, Rangers captain, we all know. Uh, anybody want to talk about this uh, matchup? Yeah, this one to me just kind of seems like a blowout because there, you're right. There wasn't much on Trunk. Um, it, it was so short-lived, and there's just not much about it. And uh, Ranger captain is, has been around, and I think Ranger captain's a little bit weird because, again, <laughs> he's just a, a horse head in a, in a baseball yeah. uniform. Um but, you know, that it, it kind of works for a Texas-based team, so why not? Um, yeah, I, if there was more on Trunk, maybe he would have put up a better fight, but it's just there, there wasn't much there. So That's I think Ranger how, captain. That's kind of how I feel because I don't even like Rangers captain, but I'm like, Trunk, you got to do something for me. And Trunk's yeah. not doing anything for me. I don't know. LaValle, do you hate Rangers captain more than – no, I, I 100% agree. Like when when a team upgrades and like kind of gets rid of you and brings in a a better version of you, um, you know that kind of says it all. Okay, sort of a Oriole Oriole bird situation here. So Rangers captain, you skirted by here. You got a good matchup, so you get to move on. I don't see him 
normally doing all that well, but that's okay. I might have to adjust the font just a little bit here so we can see. And there we go. Mm. Um, okay. Stomper from the Oakland A's, which is the upgraded version of Trunk, versus one of the most cleverly named mascots I've come across, General Admission for the Houston Astros. Um, and I believe this is the one that was killed off by Orbit. I'm going to just double check this real quick here. I love this screen share thing. It's kind of fun, right? Hmm. You know, we can kind of see what's happening here. So General Admission. Um, here it is. I was right. He was killed off at the end of the 1999 season when Astro's main more mascot Orbit had zapped him by an alien ray gun. That gives that gives Orbit some credit for sure. Okay. So here is uh, here's our pal. Ooh, that's not a that's that's a pretty small image there. Here's our pal General Admission. He was with the. Uh, uh, there's not many images on him, but uh, here he is. He was uh, in the Astros because they had cheaper seats, and he was sort of the mascot for coming into the ballpark cheaply against uh stomper who is uh an elephant for the oakland athletics what do we got guys yeah um general admission was i think not around long enough um yeah. and obviously yeah. got you just got straight up zapped by a better mascot so um that's kind <laughs> of a kind of a weak backstory um i do like the the name and the Thanks. fact that it was it was because they had cheaper seats because this was before 2017 so the city of Houston hadn't discovered that they had a baseball team yet um yeah. so it was yeah it was a kind of a cool name and everything but Stomper is just way too good Stomper is such a strong mascot I think you're, like you're, yeah. Stomper's like top five for me so wow yeah. Stomper's top five yeah. Ah. I don't know if Stomper's top five for me, but I, I, I have him over general ma- uh, admission. What do you think, LaValle? Oh, yeah. I mean, Stomper without question. Okay. All right. We'll move, we'll move uh, Stomper forward here. But I will shout out General Admission. That's a great name. That's a really good name. It is. That's fun. Yeah. I saw that. That made me laugh. Here's an interesting one. This one could be an upset, I think. We've got uh, Southpaw, which I believe is from the, uh, the White Sox. Mm-hmm. Right? This thing. This is Southpaw. And then we have Junction Jack, who basically took over the mascot roles for the Astros for uh, before they moved to their own ballpark. And here's Junction Jack here. Uh, anybody who have any thoughts on this? White Sox versus Astros head-to-head matchup here. What do you I mean, got? I, on my bracket, I picked Junction Jack. I'm just not a fan of Southpaw. I just don't. I don't get yeah. it. I just yeah. don't get it. And I think I think the name Junction Jack is actually kind of cool too. Like I, I love I, the I name. Like, I like the name. I like the the way the mascot looks. I think it fits the name perfectly. Yeah. So um, I'm leaning towards Junction Jack. What do yeah. you think? I I also had Junction Jack going really? forward because wow. I, I like okay. the name. The name makes sense because of what it, it, the mascot actually is. Um, Southpaw to me again. I just I'm not impressed by these just weird you know um just not even a real animal kind of thing like again kind of a little bit of a ripoff of the fanatic yeah so yeah to me junction jack is a little more original and way better name what's junction jack doing here with mrs matt that's uh i don't like that i don't like that he's gonna play homewrecker i'm with you guys i kind of hesitantly put junction jack on there because junction jack does have this death stare going on like let's be real um, 
but he represents kind of that, you know, that Texas, you know, minor type thing that they had going on and Southpaw's there. So I'm, I'm with you guys. I, yeah. I thought that was going to be an upset and uh, Junction Jack moves on. And uh, because we haven't had enough <laughs> Astros mascots. Um, well, first of all, we have Slugger who represents the Kansas City Royals. He is the lion. Uh, he is a lion with the uh, with the crown attached to his head, infused on his head, um, with Astro Jack and Astro Dillo. Um, what do you think going into this one here? Here's Astro Jack and Astro Dillo. Uh, these two mascots here. We got this fat bunny and this armadillo. And uh, who is he going at Slugger? Who is a Slugger's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. I mean, Slugger, I think, is one of the coolest mascots going in general. Yeah. He looks yeah. cool. The name's cool. It just it just works. The whole thing works. Yeah. I don't know how we go against a, a Hall of Famer like Slugger here. He's uh, he's pretty solid. Although it is a little weird to have this crown part of your head. Like, he has no mane. He's a lion with a beard and no, like, hair on the top of his head. But I guess that adds that royal, you know whatever yeah probably i guess it's just designed that way to make sure that you know if he didn't have a crown it would never fall off or something <laughs> like that so um but yeah it's sluggers way too strong for okay astro jack and astro dillo they can't match up yeah yeah we're gonna we're gonna move on with uh i'm no opposition there slugger moves on in that one no so the american league side is done Let's head over to the National League. Um, we've got some real heavy hitters here. And probably, I don't even need to pull up anything here. So we're heading over to the NL East. The first matchup is the number one seeded Philly Fanatic versus Metal the Mule. He used to be a mule that uh, represented the Mets for a little bit. Philly Fanatic could probably win this entire thing. He's probably a lot of people's favorites. I don't see any reason he doesn't beat Metal the Mule here. No arguments. Yeah, no, this is a blowout. Yeah. Um, Yeah, they're uh, they tried to replace metal. Tried to replace Mr. Matt with metal. The mule. They got Mr. Matt back, but there's still some mule fans. But I'm sorry. The fanatic moves on. So here's a great. Here's an interesting matchup. Two Nationals uh, mascots. We got Screech, which is the eagle from the the Nationals versus the racing presidents, which I think has has become quite a little staple in baseball with. Uh, four presidents racing each other. Six have been in there. The Teddy Roosevelt losing streak is a fun story to follow. Uh, Jason, you you were high on the racing presidents going into the bracket. I'm high on them too. I think they beat Screech. What do you think? Yeah, I also put them above Screech. And Screech is a strong mascot. Like it, it's nothing against Shriek. Um, it's a very strong mascot. You know, obviously it makes sense being the the, the bald eagle and everything, but the racing presidents are just so entertaining. Yeah, it, it's such a it, it's such a fun time every time you see them. Um, whereas Screech is just kind of like any other mascot. He's just going to walk around and you Agreed. know take pictures and stuff. So, yeah, the racing presidents, just based on their uniqueness to me, they they go through. I I second that wholeheartedly. Do you uh, have any opposition to that, Lavalle? None whatsoever. I think uh, when you talk about mascots, I think entertainment value matters mightily yeah. and and I, I think the racing presidents are probably one of the most entertaining mascots going yeah and 
I remember them being featured on SportsCenter. I, th- I believe that was the All Star Game, and they, they, they uh, it's it's so funny. It's it's they're they're really funny. Racing mascots, you've done a good job. You got something good. You got something good there in uh, over in Washington. So it's uh, whew, we're gonna have to make that a, a seven. I'm gonna have to type that in like this. That nope, that just screwed up everything. Let's uh, let's try this one more time. Let's see. Otherwise, uh, it's gonna be out of whack. There we go. All righty. All right. Billy the Marlin from the Florida Marlins, who are giving everyone coronavirus right now, versus Blooper, who is the most recent mascot of the 9,000 mascots the Atlanta Braves have. <laughs> Did you notice that? How many uh, mascots the Braves have had? So this is Blooper. He was. Um, Blooper's a little rough to look at. Yeah, well, oh, oh, now we're pulling up Mario Blooper, mascot Braves. Oh, yeah, we. we <laughs> <laughs> this is Blooper. Now, Blooper, I watched his um, his creation. He was created by a mad scientist to replace Homer from Homer the Brave. But then we're going against who we're going against here. We're going against this. Billy thing, the Marlin. Who yeah. I'm not in love with. Either. Is it? I mean. Yeah, I mean, Billy the Marlin is okay. Um, I just, I don't think it's as, I don't think Billy the Marlin is as relevant as he used to be because the Marlins just keep changing their logo so many times that they barely even look like the Marlins anymore. Um, <laughs> right. At least Blooper, like, kind of gets noticed and has actually had a couple of feuds with, like, he's got a good one with Manny Machado that was yes. going for a while. That um, helps. Yeah, so even though Blooper's, like, brand new and, it's for a team that's had billions of mascots. I feel like Blooper's just a little bit stronger. I, I'm with you, Jason, on this one, man. I, uh, I didn't think I was doing it, but I look at Billy the Marlin and I'm like, like, do you want to hug Billy the Marlin? I don't. I no, he kind of looks sinister. Yeah, he's he's kind of, he's got that like plasticky face. Like, look at this. This is, ew. But Billy the Marlin, a uh, Blooper here. He's like a little soft, you know, he's kind of stupid, but the whole, the whole Manny Machado thing, the, you, we all saw the, saw the thing where he basically stole $300 million from Manny Machado. Like that's, <laughs> I like yeah. that. Do you, do you, how do you feel about blooper here, LaValle? I mean, me and La, Jason are kind of. No, I mean, I, I a hundred percent agree. Uh, I just, you know, I don't, I think blooper is a little rough to look at, but yeah, okay. between him and Billy, the, I, I just, Billy the Marlin just does not look like a fun mascot. Blooper at least looks fun. He looks like he could be yeah. entertaining. Billy the Marlin looks like he could be a serial killer. <laughs> you wake up and you have Billy the Marlin hanging over your thing, like uh, le- leaning over your bed. That's uh, uh, frankly, that any of these, it's not going to work. Uh, the only popular thing about Billy the Marlin is when his head fell off and they had that meme going on for a little bit. So are we advancing Blooper? Are this Is I, this upset here? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Blooper has moved on and taken down Billy the Marlin, a 12 seed who's been around the league maybe three years. So the next one, this is also from the Braves. Uh, We've got Rally, I believe, right? Rally the Braves mascot. That's right. I was looking at this. Let's take a look at this. This is Rally. Not many pictures on Rally here, posing with a Phillies fan for some reason, versus (laughs) 
Fred Bird, <laughs> who uh, has been representing the Cardinals for quite some time here, Fred Bird. Um, I mean, is this just going the way we think it's going? Is Fred Bird taking down Rowley? What do you? Yeah, I mean, Fred Bird's been around since '79. I, I, I think nostalgia and in, in just in general, I, I think I, I, I mean, for me anyway, I lean towards Fred Bird. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I also go Fred Bird. I, I didn't know that Rowley had been around since 1986 because I have never seen him. So that's that's not a good sign when you've been around for almost 40 years and I I've never seen you. So yeah, fair enough, dude. I I think that's the move. I think that's the like it's not there's not much on him, uh, and he's not he's not that appealing to be quite honest. All right, Fred Bird, you're moving on. That's a layup for you, my friend. Here's a good one. Here's a real good one. Mrs. Met versus Clark from the Chicago Cubs. I could go either way on this one, to be quite honest. Um, what do y'all think? What are we thinking here? I got Clark on the in the upset with this you one. You like Clark here. Why do you like Clark? I do like Clark. The fact that he is the original mascot of the of the Cubs as they announced it back in 2014. I, I just think originality, the fact that he, you know, he he's looked at as the mascot for the franchise and with Mrs. Met, I mean, you have Mr. Met. So, mm. I mean, for me, I, that that's why I lean towards Clark with the upset. It, it, Mrs. Met does sort of live in Mr. Met's shadow for sure. Um, but Clark is like the most obvious mascot you know, and it's very generic. And there is something with Mrs. Matt. I mean, I, I do like, and not to whatever, I mean, we need some female mascots in here. And Mrs. Matt's solid, man. Mrs. Matt is nothing to, to sneeze at. And uh, they've had a, it's nice to see a long-term relationship go on so people can believe in something. And uh, she offers that over Clark. Jason, where do you stand on uh, Clark yeah. versus Mrs. Matt here? I actually had Mrs. Met going over Clark, um, and I just think the, I think everything that comes along with Mrs. Met is more entertaining to me. Like the fact that anytime she takes a picture with another mascot, particularly like a, a male mascot from yeah. another team, there will be people on Twitter going, "Oh, there she goes again. She's having another affair." You know, <laughs> she'll always true. have to send out some statement being like, "No, no, Mr. Met and I are still happily joined." You know, I just think that's funny. I think that it's funny, funny that 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 happens and. I don't know. To me, Clark is just kind of he's just OK. He's a bear. Yeah. Like big wolf. Yeah. You know, and, and he's he's pretty new. I mean, so he hasn't had time to really establish much of a legacy for himself anyway. But I think Mrs. Met just is, there's more entertainment that comes along with her. I think so. Like, no, Clark is appealing. Clark is fine. But that's that, that to me. I'm going you're fine. Mm-hmm. You know, Um you're not offensive. You're fine to look at. But I just look at Mrs. Matt and the personality is all there. So anything you're going to convince us with uh, Clark here? Good name, too. Clark's a good name. I like that named after the street and everything. But, I mean, you're going against uh, you're going against quite a queen here. Uh, what do you think, Laval? I mean. Hey, no, I mean, I'm totally you guys have pretty much, you know, you guys have convinced me. You, you like I said earlier with the fanatic and and with the the presidents it's all about entertainment value and from what you're telling me mrs matt clearly provides that entertainment value so she should move on all right mrs matt you're you're going forward glass ceiling doesn't affect you here you're moving on mrs matt here's an interesting one to research so we got pirate parrot who's been around i think since as long as fred bird has he only gets seated higher than him because the pirates have been around longer than the uh 
Cardinals, weirdly enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was another thing I forgot to mention. If, if, if there was ever a tie, it went to the team that's been around longer. Versus Chief Nakahoma, which is one of the most interesting mascots to talk about, who represented the Braves for a little bit. A actual, at one point, uh, the legacy of him is an actual Native American um, who lived, who basically presided in a teepee out in left field and cheered on the Braves for a while. Um, I'm not the most woke person myself, but I just believe the Pirate Parrot has a little more standing than the Chief. Uh, what do you all think? Yeah, I think especially um, these days, I, th- I think that uh, <laughs> the Pirate Bear is probably the way to go here. Uh, I'm glad that the Braves retired Chief Nakahoma in the 80s. I think that was, the, you know, probably the right move. Um, and, you know, I'm, I don't, you know, I'm not saying the Braves are trying to do anything no. you know, <laughs> nefarious or, you know, trying to do anything like, you know, just outright, uh, you know, uh, discriminatory or whatever. But, yeah, it's it, it's probably best that that Chief Nakahoma is no longer a mascot there and, and that they've moved on. Probably. What do you think, yeah. LaValle, looking at some of the old Chief Nakahoma pictures from the 80s? Yeah, no, I, I think we're good with, uh, with the time there. <laughs> yeah, I'm not touching this one. Um, but it will be, it will said, from what I researched, Chief, the, the person playing him was very, uh, was very about it. So um, I think the person also brought up, like, it would be cool if I got to come back here and there and have a day or something like that. And I think that'd be fine. But uh, the parrot, you're moving on, my friend. We're not uh, – it's 2020. We're uh, – we can't have that. Now, here's an interesting one. We've got the pierogies, who are a huge staple in Pittsburgh, the racing pierogies over in Pittsburgh, versus the rally squirrel, who was representing the Cardinals a little bit. I, I feel like the story of the rally squirrel is more interesting than the actual mascot they made out of it. So uh, years ago, um, I think it was 2011, a squirrel ran across the plate uh, against the Phillies. The Cardinals were playing the Phillies and distracted Roy Oswalt. And uh, he had a, he was a little bit of a baby. And then of course the Cardinals went on to win the world series and whatnot. And uh, they made a mascot out of a squirrel, out of a squirrel to get everybody pumped. There it is, 11 for 2011. Um, against who is he against here? He is against the pierogies. Um, what do y'all think of this situation here? So I'm, I mean, with this matchup, I think you it, it's an interesting matchup because you're kind of yeah. going with entertainment value against a really good story. Yes. So I, I actually found this one to be tougher. Um, just, it's not easy. Again, given given the fact that I'm I'm that I like a good backstory, I also like entertainment value. Uh, so ultimately, I actually I I ended up leaning towards the uh, the backstory just because I think it's really cool. It's a great uh, backstory. It really. So is. I went I for me I picked I picked the rally squirrel to move on with the upset. Okay. Um. What do you think, Jason? Yeah, I, I agree. I, I went with the backstory on this one, too. Really? Uh, the, the racing, uh, the pierogies are entertaining and all that. But the fact that they were able to make a mascot out of, you know, the rally squirrel and, and how we all went nuts over that. And back in 2011, when that happened, um, I thought that was a solid move. I mean, it's just, it's kind of an important part of you know Cardinals franchise history now. For sure. You know, it's as weird as that sounds to say that a squirrel <laughs> would be a big part of it, but it really kind of was. Um, so yeah, I think it's cool. They made a mascot out of that. I, um, 
See, I, I'm of the I'm more of the pessimistic mind. This is my thing. I don't know if I'll change minds here, but I'm looking at I've seen the pierogies race. It's great. It's really good. I, I've been to uh, PNC Park. Uh, it's funny. And I'm also Ukrainian, so I have a lot of uh, pierogi uh, <laughs> uh, leaning toward it, you know. Um, but I look at the I like the actual squirrel as opposed to this mascot they made out of it, you know. Um, so my vote goes to the pro just because of that, but capitalizing it and the story is really, is really good. I don't know if that convinces anybody. Does it? I don't know. I might be in the minority here. Well, I mean, it, again, it's your show, sir. So well, it's, I, can't, it's, I can't take <laughs> over a vote. This is what we're doing. We're here. This is why I have three people. If I had four people, we'd just be in, you know, we'd well, be I like, appreciate that. Right now. yeah, we'd be in uh, constant gridlock, not getting stimulus checks. So let's, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, for me anyway, I'm I'm gonna stick with uh I'm gonna stick with the squirrel. I, All right. That, that's that's me. I mean, I uh, squirrel and Jason's with the squirrel, right? Yeah, I am. I do agree with you that I wish they put a little more effort into the design because it yeah. seems like they just kind of threw it together haphazardly. Kind of had but, to though. So. Yeah, they kind of had to. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna go with uh, Rally Squirrel takes the upset against the pierogies. Pierogies are very good. Pierogies are very good. Let's. Uh, I don't want to sneeze at the pierogies here. Mr. Met versus Phil and Phyllis, which were around before the Phillies, uh, uh, before the Philly fanatic took this, took the scene. I see no reason that Mr. Met does not win this. <laughs> okay. No, I, I hate Phil and Phyllis. <laughs> I, as soon as I, I looked him up and, and I saw the image, uh, especially like the, the colorized image of them with like the, Oh God, they look so creepy. They look so know. creepy. They look exactly like the kind of dolls that would get possessed in a horror movie. Like, <laughs> no, nah, I'm good. Mr. Met blows these guys out of the water. Oh, I got to pull up an image. Oh, yeah. Ooh, this is – you are – oh, yeah. It's That's, I mean, who saw that and thought this is a good idea? They're going to be, like, holding hands at the end of some hallway, like Children of the Corn or something like that. Like, here's, here's one where they're holding hands. You see this? Look at this. No, mm. I'm not about that. I think you have a good point here, Jason. This yeah. is a fat little boy in a little kind of, I guess she's chubby kind of girl. I'm, okay. Yep. Mr. Yeah, Matt. Uh, those two are just a horror show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just. All right. NL West, before we wrap up the show here, guys, uh, episode one. So we got the NL West here. Uh, basically a bunch of Reds players and some Brewers and maybe a one or two other ones in here. The first matchup is one of the most uh, interesting matchups just because of the story. So first of all, we got the swinging friar who has had the longest legacy has been the years most active in baseball, believe it or not. And he's been the Padres mascot for forever. A fat, jolly friar, a frat, fat, jolly monk who swings around, has underwear on, under his under his garb, that's hilarious, versus Crazy Crab, the crab design for San Francisco Giants when they were having a failing, failing, failing bit of years here, and it was designed so the fans could hate it. Did anybody watch, we all know where this is going, but did anybody watch the Crazy Crab 30 for 30 short? I did not. I did oh not, no. Oh my god. You, you, okay, I'm just saying this right now. There's a 30 for 30 short. You can find it. I mean, it's on ESPN, but you can find it. And it basically tells the story of the crazy crab. It's like 12 minutes. 
it's really interesting. It's really, really interesting. It's it's like the person they put in there was like a trained uh, dancer slash studied mime. And they put him in there to, you know, get butts in the seats. And uh, they had to take him away because there were I, two players actually, weirdly enough, from the Padres beat the crap out of him. So they, <laughs> so they had to uh, get rid of it. But it's anything we want to say before we put the swinging fryer <laughs> ahead of this monstrosity. <laughs> I mean, I do want to give a little bit of a shout out and give some respect to the Giants for just being like, you know what? Things are so crappy right now, and we hate that everyone's adopting these cool mascots. Here's this piece of crap. Just go laugh at this thing, and at least yep. you can get some entertainment out of that. I do kind of respect the move, but yeah, the Swinging Friar is a classic. I mean, come on. it's That's a no-brainer. The anti-mascot is what they call the crazy crap. <laughs> Anything of Valley before we move on? <laughs> no, no, we're good. <laughs> Great story, though. People need to really look that up. Um, I th- This was one of the most fun stories I found during my research here. Okay, so uh, one of a few here. We've got the Reds matchup here. We've got Gapper versus Mr. Redlegs. Um, I know where I'm leaning here. Where are you leaning with Allie on Gapper versus Mr. Redlegs? I have Mr. Redlegs on this one. The, the mustache. I mean, come on. Well, the I mean, mustache. the mustache is baller, but aside the, the, the from mustache. that, he's, he's the original. I mean, he's he's the original mascot. I, you know, I I don't understand the – I just don't understand what the hell Gapper is supposed to be. I mean, it no. says he's a furry red pet and takes his name after a gap in the stadium seats. That provides a great view of the stadium. Like, I, that's wonderful, but you – I just I just don't get it. It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, he's – I guess they left the relationships up to whatever it is because sometimes Mr. Red and uh, Rosie Red are married or the brother and sister, which I think the Red should really come out and, and clarify this for everybody because it's kind of weird. Um, and Mr. Red and Mr. Redlegs is the grandpa and then Gapper here is a pet or dog or something. I don't know what it is. Um, where are you standing, Jason? Oh, it's it's Mr. Redlegs for me yeah. all the way. Yeah, the What's design that? is is so good. That mustache is top tier. That's and uh, yeah, and, and he's got like the old school uniform on with like the yeah. you know the collars and the striped hat. Like you can't you can't beat that. He pulls the socks up and yep. uh, he gets all these benches here. Look at yeah, Mr. Redlegs. That's exactly where I'm leading. That stash is hard to beat. He'll go to like when he when they set him out for charity events, he'll bring a bunch of stashes with him. And put them on the kids like you can wear a stash. I'm like, that's kind of fun. So, yeah. Gapper, we're going to have to take you out back, buddy. We're going to move on Mr. Redlegs here. Sorry for that terrible joke, but uh, it's my show. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, <we're laughs> The Reds have way too many mascots, guys. <laughs> like, it's just ridiculous. No, it's true. They do. Yeah. Um, but it's fun to learn about some of these. Okay. So, we've got three more matchups here. We've got... Uh, Dinger, who represents the uh, the Colorado Rockies, versus yeah, versus our friend Barrel Man, who represents the Brewers. Uh, Jason, what are you thinking? So I kind of like Barrel Man. I kind of uh, like Barrel Man too. More man. than Dinger, because like, okay, Dinger's a dinosaur. What did dinosaurs have to do with Colorado again? Did, I I wasn't aware that there was a big you know. Uh, former dinosaur population that roams the Rocky Mountains, you know, at any point. I like at least Barrelman. Like the design of 
Dinger's got the better design because it's just it looks cooler. Barrel Man just kind of yeah. Um, barrel Man looks a little weirder, but Barrel Man's like that makes sense. He's in a beer barrel. Like this is Milwaukee, one of you know, like the the birthplace of of beer and Anheuser Busch and all that. So yeah, I I think Barrel Man for me gets it just because it's it makes more sense and it's it's more uh it's more akin to what Milwaukee's looking for. What are you thinking, Lala? No arguments here. Wow, Absolutely so Barrelman's going to take the huge – this is kind of a big upset. we got a 12 versus 5 seed here. Dinger's fine, but I feel like uh, there's only room for one purple dinosaur in pop culture, and we all know who that goes to Barney. So, uh, right? Like, Oh, I Barney, would say so, yeah. Like, if I had to choose between, i got to keep Barney, you know. Yeah, so – Barrowman is kind of funny. It's a funny looking design and like it's sort of cartoonified and all that. So I'm with that. So I'm with y'all there. Barrowman moves on. The 12 seed moves on, um, which is a nice little upset here. So this might be the most popular race of all is the sausages. And they're also out in Milwaukee versus Shotzi one and, uh, in two here. So let me uh, let me actually get back here. Shotzi, I believe, is just a um, what is it? Uh, Shotzi's just uh, Shotzi one and two are just these Saint Bernards that were. Mm-hmm. There's not much on Shotzi here. Uh, Saint Bernards from the Reds, of course, because the Reds need more mascots from 1982 to 91, and then Shotzi two came in to do 92 to 99, and we're going against uh, the sausages in the MLB who have been around, I mean, this is probably the most famous race in baseball, right? Am I wrong on that? Like, Oh, no, I no. think it definitely is. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, I don't, I, anything on Shotzi? I know we like dogs, but there isn't much of a story here. And these are, these are classic, classic mascots here. So. No, I think this is one of those safe ones you can just move on. All right. Stretcher that one out. Sorry. Mm. Sorry, Shotzi one and two, you know. We need more. Yep. Just a ton of brewers and Mets here. Okay. So this one, will <laughs> here's one we're getting away from that. We're going to go talk about Lucille from the uh, San Francisco Giants versus the D-backs Luchador, which Jason's high on. Um, why are you high on the Luchador? I just think it's, I, I think it's funny. And, and, and I think that it's entertaining and, it it doesn't make a ton of sense that uh, you know that the Arizona Diamondbacks just have a luchador for no reason who just hangs around the ballpark and you know pretends to challenge people to fights. He's got the cool cape. <laughs> yeah. Like I, his his costume's awesome. I mean the mask is awesome with like the D-backs logo on it and you know he's got oh, the cool yeah. cape and everything. Um like he he looks like a legit luchador wrestler, you know? It's uh it's just it, it's cool. And to me, like going up against Lou Seal, like, OK, the name, I'll give him the name. Lou Seal for a seal. That's OK. That's pretty good. Um, but it's also just I don't know, like I don't I don't associate seals with the San Francisco Giants. I know that they are on the bay and all that, but like I would not. No, it, to me, it's not Lou Seal is not strong enough to go up against a luchador. I had a lot of struggle with this one. I eventually leaned toward Lucille just because the the representation of the team, I think, and the longevity of Lucille is there. 
but I'm not sitting here going, I'm not going to sit here and deny that the luchador mascot is pretty baller and pretty funny <laughs> and pretty ridiculous. Um, what do you think Lavalley here? Oh man, this sucks. I hate it when you p- put it on me. Um, well, it's a tough, I mean like it's, it's, it really is tough. That's why I, I, because uh, part of me is kind of leaning toward the luchador just because yeah. of how outlandish it is. And cause yeah. I think it's hilarious. Uh, I, I feel like, I feel like, sorry to interrupt, but I feel like Lucille is like the safe pick, right? Oh, absolutely. Like I mean, because that's what I was just about to say is that like I like the look. It's actually he's a good looking mascot. The name works. It's a yeah. really strong name. I'm gonna lean with the upset though. I think I think the upset makes sense in this case. I think you're right. I just want to throw this at you because I think this is funny. Cool. Um, Lucille has a full name. Um, Luigi. Francisco Seal is the full name of Lucille, and I just want to say that in case <laughs> that gets any points there, that's pretty funny. <laughs> Although it doesn't make sense when you shorten it to Lou, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think you're right, though. I think I think you guys have made strong enough arguments, and uh, Jason's boy, the 11 seed, takes over Lucille. I will concede that. But... Uh, yeah, it's a funny mask guy. It's, it's a funny mask guy. We, we got we to gotta go with that. Yeah. Okay. So uh, here's a little, I don't know what the relationship is, but we have Bernie Brewer versus Bonnie Brewer. Bernie Brewer, I will say this, full disclosure, is my favorite mascot in baseball. Absolutely my favorite mascot in baseball. I think he's so funny. I love him riding down the slide. He's just stupid looking, but his mustache... His mustache is good. Right up there with our friend, Mr. Redlegs. It's a solid mustache. Bonnie Brewer would never fly today. Okay. Bonnie Brewer was played by multiple like high school girls that would come in and just look cute and dust off the third base, uh, opposing third base uh, coach and then give him a kiss on the cheek and have fun. And this and that. that would never fly today. But there was – that's the legacy of Bonnie Brewer, which is a cute little story for Milwaukee. But – I don't know how she beats Bernie, man. Bernie's solid. That slide is iconic. Yeah, yeah. the Ber- Bernie's got too much going on with with the slide, and he's established himself way more. And um, Bonnie only lasted like what ten years or something? Maybe yeah, not they, even. Yeah, I don't even. I, maybe eight, maybe something like that. Not that long. They just would get a new girl in every year or so. Um, I was watching a little. Uh, local video from Milwaukee about it and they interviewed two former Bonnies and they loved it because they would get free tickets to the games and they would hang out at the home game and then just have fun and be cute and this and that and be in the parade. But they probably thought better of it having high school girls out there kissing 54 year old men on the band. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to think so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bernie all the way LaValley. Oh yeah. No question. Bernie all the way. Bernie. Bonnie's a cute story. It's it's a cute story. I will say that. Okay, this one's pretty obvious for me. We've got Baxter, the hideous garbage mascot for the Diamondbacks, uh, versus uh, Rosie Red um, from the Cincinnati Reds. So you know where I stand. Where do y'all stand? Here's Rosie, who is adorable. And uh, Baxter, you can see into his eyes. Okay? If you look <laughs> close enough at this mascot, I'm not even kidding. Like, look at, look at this. Like, if you look at this, ma- you can see into his eyes. See what I'm saying? You see his eyes. 
I don't like that. No. Anybody disagree with it? Like, look, what is that? Why is why are his eyes like that? <laughs> why doesn't he have like those fake eyes that you put over? No, you see the actual human eyes in this. Yeah, Baxter it's... Baxter looks like uh, Ron Perlman got turned into a bobcat. <laughs> like it's it's a little oh, too oh. it's just a little too like menacing for me. So yeah, I'm with you, Rosie Red, all the way. Yeah, no arguments. Look at Rosie. She's kind of she's kind of cute. Like look at her. Yeah. She's cute. Played by we. Rosie, and she's got that 50s hair. Baxter, no. No. <laughs> I I can't stand Baxter. The last matchup before we wrap up the episode, guys. So uh, I guess we'll see how long these are. <laughs> okay, I think this is one going to be pretty easy, but I'll pull this one up just for, for old, uh, uh, for old uh, fun's sake here. Here's Blooper, this awkward-looking dog for the uh, San Diego Padres versus uh versus mr red who basically looks like mr met um what do y'all think about this one i don't know i think it's pretty obvious where we're gonna go here yeah mr red hands down yeah, yeah mr red yeah, yeah blooper blooper looks stupid <laughs> and it, it it looks like he he's like the baseball is like a cookie that he forgot is on his nose <laughs> <laughs> he's just walking around with it like it's it's such a dumb design. Yeah, this is one of the worst designs I've ever seen. This is this is hideous. This is an abomination. Yeah. Apparently they uh, so the fans did not like Blooper all that much, and I was reading a story on it where th- then they said, okay, what well, well, so teenage boys would try to beat him up, and then they would be like, okay, so let's uh let's handle him around. We'll have a girl that handles him, a cute girl. And then they realize, oh, that just attracts more teenage boys. So then he had to get a bodyguard. So Blooper is awful. But Mr. Red, Mr. Red's okay. Here's old Mr. Red. That's kind of weird. But then new Mr. Red, here's the whole family here. Here's new Mr. Red. I think they did a good job modernizing him there. So Mr. Red, you have moved on. So that uh, that settles it. Anything uh, going into it? Any upsets that you were upset about? And how is your bracket looking, guys? So far, right. my bracket's looking pretty strong. I've only gotten one wrong, and really? that was uh, yeah. Well, that was my. Well, you don't you have to spoil it. You don't have to spoil it. But I've gotten I've got three wrong here. So I've got because these are worth a point, right? So yeah, yeah. I think I've gotten three wrong. How are you looking, Jason? Uh, not too bad. I had unfortunately I had Mr. Oriole going pretty far, so that one oh, that one crippled the ALE <laughs> section of my of my bracket. But uh, everything else looking good. I only had like two or three wrong after that, I think. Oh, so. Valley looks to be uh, the favorite here. The next round's worth two points. Um, yeah, I thought it was a pretty uh interesting. I'm looking at mine. I think I've only gotten. I was upset. Um. Yeah, it was, it was minor upsets, nothing crazy. I think I went with some favorites as opposed to some upsets. But but I th- I'm happy we all agree on Larry, man. That's so good to see. Larry, Junction Jack was a surprise, I think, moving forward. I think that was a surprise for some people. Blooper, I think, was a surprise. Um, so that's kind of my post-analysis of this one. Um, Barrel Man, too. How about Barrel Man going, moving forward, beating Dinger, that purple dinosaur out in Colorado? Screw that. Hmm. Um all right. So, any final thoughts before I wrap up episode one, fellas? So, no, I think that was a that was a pretty interesting round of sixty four. I and I like that we had a few upsets in there because yep. that always makes it a little more fun. Um, 
yeah, I, I think the choices going forward are going to be even tougher, but uh, I yep. like it. I think the round of 32 looks pretty strong. Yes, yeah. What about you, LaValle? How you feeling? I feel great, man. I'm excited to move on and uh, look forward to seeing uh, if the, how uh, how far some of these upsets can go in the future. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Well, that's going to do it for episode one of the Pointless 64 podcast. Um, as always, you can find uh, you can find this on. Uh, well, I don't even know where we're putting it on any streaming services where you get your podcast. We'll uh, we'll put it up there. Um, let me see. I just want to plug your guys' thing real quick before I go. Where it is it? There it is. As always, you can find Jason uh, Kelly. He co-hosts the Static Riff Radio as well as the Red Sox uh, podcast, Benny and the Bets podcast. Crystal Valley, thank you for coming on. You uh, you can find him hosting a variety of shows on the Sideline Network. I've been Austin Space. Thank you for tuning in to episode one. We'll see you in next week where we take down 32. See you next week, guys. Bye-bye.